Guys, why don't snakes know how much they weigh? Why? Because they're always losing scales. No? No. no. Not good. All right. No, all right. Oh, I, no that's... No. Bad. Uh, that was a bad one. All right, that go was, ahead. That was, that was not the best one at all. <laughs> right. Let's get it started. Yes, please. Um, hello! Welcome to the 40-Year Dash, where we find out age only matters when we are talking an old, reliable pair of jeans. <laughs> this is the podcast where Jenks, Moochie, and Cody try to accomplish 40 goals before we go over the hill. We'll either succeed or fall flat on our face. This week's episode is a Jenks update episode. We find out what Jenks has been up to with his life since the reveal episodes, and there might be a special live one going on today. <laughs> so, emanating from parts unknown, Pennsylvania, this is the 40 Year Dash. Great intro. Hello, hello. Hello, everybody. Hello. Great. How are we feeling today? Great intro, once again. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm I, working on I'm, it. I'm feeling good. I'm looking forward to uh, what you got going on here, Jinx. Uh, it's a lot of goodness, I think. A lot of wholesomeness. Um, there's a, I don't know <laughs> yes. about righteousness, but there's going to be a lot of wholesomeness. It's going to be a very good day. <laughs> you better <laughs> believe it. So we are hinting at a lot of cheese, but before we get into that portion of it and my updates, <laughs> let's recap the last couple episodes because we released three at once, okay. and it was our reveal episodes where we got down and dirty with the 40 things that we want to accomplish by the time we turn 40 years old. Um, guys, I don't know about you, but I thought that was a very enlightening uh, three-episode series, and if you haven't listened to it, please go back and listen to them. Uh, I guess now you don't really need to listen to them before, but it'd be a preferred if you did. So, uh, but what do you guys think? What did you feel after the three were out there and you bared your soul to the universe? <laughs> you know, I felt uh, oh, uh, the weight was lifted off my shoulders keeping these goals to myself. So it was good to release them to the world, and now they're on paper, they're on record, and I'm excited to get the work done on them. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, Muchi. Um, now they're it's written in stone, right? Now we have to <laughs> try to try to do these things. Um, I know my parents and my mother-in-law, my mom specifically asked, "When am I going to shave off my beard?" So that's <laughs> that's the one they're most happy about. Thank you, Muchi. Um, hey, and, and Cody, you know your mom posted on my Facebook uh, a cat leash. Oh yeah, so, she did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I have that part down. Now I just need to find a cat. There so. we go. I, Dan, can I also follow that up with someone we went to high school with posted on their Instagram that they a cat they were walking their cat and oh. she had a harness on it and everything. So really? there are cat harnesses out there for you to accomplish that goal. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah, this is a good start then. Yeah, and it seems like you had some leads on a cat possibly. Yes. Uh, <laughs> potentially. I have not reached out. Uh, a suggestion, let's just say that a suggestion was given. It's under consideration. I haven't made contact yet with the owner of the cat, but uh, I'm feeling kind of good about it. We'll see. We'll see uh, if it comes to fruition. Yeah. It seems like Cam's very excited for it, too, by the way, from what I'm hearing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He heard cat. He doesn't. Uh... 
<laughs> that set off the alarms for him. So. Okay, next time we'll spell it out. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, I think this is great just to be able to hang out with you guys, even though it's over over line every couple of weeks. Uh, not that we don't um, otherwise, but be able to get see where everybody's life is at and what we're working towards and hopefully accomplishing with these goals. Um, sure, there's definitely going to be setbacks and things that we can't accomplish for some reason, like me and Paul McCartney. But why is that? That is a sticking point for you guys. I, and I, little that, faith. That one just that's tough. Great. That's tough. But, you know what? Yeah. It's tough, but I have seven and a half years to make it happen. <laughs> never know. I can't wait for the episode on that one. I can't wait either because I'm probably going to be dead after it because I'll just be dying of excitement. <laughs> but yeah, we're um, definitely excited for you guys to be listening to us and uh, following us along the way. And like we said from the first episode, if there's stuff that you guys want to accomplish, let us you know put that on our Facebook. And um, you know we want to get our friends and family on here as well and uh, talk about their their goals that they put some together or what they did in their 30s and 40s so right. definitely definitely i also uh i i would be remiss if i didn't give a, a special shout out to tony overholzer who uh i think he's our number one fan <laughs> left us a very nice uh comment on facebook so you I know it throw that you, out there you took away my uh surprise because i was going to give him a special shout out as well <laughs> our first uh internet troll has graced us with his presence uh, he put out a lovely meme does that mean to follow on. does that mean we made it then we have internet troll so i i think we have yeah i think at this point we have I think honestly so. the next time we we publish this we uh spent some of our hard-earned money to promote the show a little bit and he was he was so kind about his response back to us <laughs> um maybe next time we'll tag him in the post for the yeah, next. there we go. But so. But then, um, speaking of shout-outs, just want to give a shout-out again to Mark uh, from the Can Pressures podcast about wrestling. He once again helped us the audio. He uh, gave us some feedback, said it sounded much better. So thanks for the help with that. And I think his birthday was this past week, if I'm not mistaken. So happy birthday, buddy. Oh, it was. Birthday. Happy birthday, Mark. Mr. Woo. Martinez. Uh, yeah. So big shout-out to Mark. And... I think we're ready to go. So this week's episode preview, it's my updates. So we'll have a couple updates in the bag. You know, I'm going to give some updates on a couple things. And then we're doing a live one. Um, We've dropped some subtle hints. I don't know if they're too subtle right now, but uh, (laughs) we're going to do a live bucket list item. This podcast, I'll wait till we get to that segment, but uh, I'm kind of excited for it. So what about you guys? What do you think? Are you excited to find out what's going on? And yeah, right. yeah, yeah, definitely to see your updates. And uh, I mean, you have, we have forty things to work towards, so I'm sure there's little bits here and there that you started off. So uh, looking forward to that. I'm sure you're much farther than me on my goals right now. So um, <laughs> I I must say that a lot of these have happened in the past three days. So, um, but we made progress. So I think that's what's important and. That's the way to go. It's baby steps. It is right? baby steps, right? Yeah. I agree. So with that, I think we should just jump right in, shouldn't we? Go right ahead. Do All it. Right. All right. So update of my goals. You know, the first one I want to read out is I started reading a book for the month of March. Uh-huh. Um, okay. 
And this one goes towards the goal of read a book a month for the entire year. Yep. And it's actually more – and it helps out further goals uh, around leadership and developing that. Uh, the book itself is Leadership Wisdom from the Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, The Eight <laughs> Rituals of Visionary Leadership. A monk? Leaders. Yes, a monk. So he had a um, – did he have like a high-paying job and had a Ferrari and then he gave it all up become a monk? Is that what happened? Yeah, so without giving away too many details, this monk actually had a heart attack during uh, – he was a lawyer. He had a heart attack. He went and found himself and searched out some other monks that are hidden away in the Himalayas, and he came back to share his wisdom that he learned from them. Okay. And it, so they're different they're, eight, eight rituals, so you have to – that he found that was more important? That would help be – that is good for visionary leaders. Okay. So uh, eight things that they should do and perform to be good at their job. Dan, you look like you're just chomping at the bit, so I'm going to let you speak now. <laughs> I'm just now. confused. So, okay, so this guy is a monk, and he's he wrote a book on leadership? Yeah, so if you heard the first part of what I was saying, <laughs> he was a lawyer who had a heart attack, and he went and found other monks in the Himalayas to – kind of center himself, get away from the lifestyle that he was leading, and they taught so, him about leadership, and he brought it back to the Western world. So he himself is not a monk. He is a monk. He wears the robes. He is a monk from – he joined – well, he, he, he gave up professional gave up the life to do that. Yeah. And came back. Okay. All right. Seems a little fishy to me, but you know, I guess – You know, Dan, I figured you were going to be the one to question it, and <laughs> I will tell you this. Through is this work, a fic- is this a? This sounds like it's a like fictional story. I will not lie. I thought it was at first. I assume it was. Dan, I would like you to check it out because they have it on Percipio okay. through our work. Oh, all so right. if you look up leadership, you should be able to find the book. Okay, I'll give it a look. I mean, this is giving me kind of a new idea. Like, you know, I like these like B horror movie like <laughs> movies that you can find like on Netflix and stuff. This almost sounds like something that could turn into something of that well, nature. I'm not, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to lie. When I first saw the title, I'm like, that's the book I'm reading because it was just the weirdest title I could find in that whole series. I mean, there was some out there like develop your leadership or, yep. you know, improve your guidance or stuff like very, you know, like inspirational leadership talk. And then it was this one that was a monk who drives a Ferrari, and I'm like, well, this sounds That's interesting, so let's find out wow. about it. What have you so, learned so far from it? Wow. Uh, so I got through the first uh, two, first four chapters of it, uh, just starting to get into the leadership rituals themselves. What I've learned so far is you can't take a business that far if you don't, if your employees don't have the passion for it, which makes sense. Because right. if they're not invested in the business or they feel like they're overworked, they don't feel like they have a a real stake in the game and they don't have a real piece that they love about it, they're not going to perform at their highest level for you. Um, and it, it goes into detail of the, who this book is about. His company is starting to go downhill because they're not making improvements. They're not keeping pace with the technolo- technological world itself. And well, it's because they are, don't have that passion. Monks okay, are first, known for their technology, right? Well, you're I don't right. think he understands the it's, concept of this book. <laughs> Well, I was going to say the monk himself is not the leader of the company. The leader of the company is actually friends from the previous life of the monk. This so. story sounds very confusing to me. 
Uh, it's only confusing if you let it be confusing. I think it's pretty straightforward. Continue on. Sorry. But th- that was all I was going to say. You just, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing more to say after that one. But So you're going to go uh, from March to March then for 12 months then? Yeah, I think I'm going to go March to March. And I, I'm hoping this becomes a continuous thing that it'll go past next March, but right. I'm going to go March to March with it. So Yeah. Still nice. a funny time to do it. Is that an audiobook then? No. Since you said you got it from work, it's, or is it uh, a Kindle? So thing? what's it's kind of a Kindle thing. It's through Percipio, our channel at work, and I can read it online through that channel. So I've been doing that every morning instead of going on my phone when I first wake up. Right. I'll come log into work and I'll just start reading that. Um, I think that's more educational and a little bit better for the day. Yeah, if I start off with that perspective. Agreed. That's awesome. Good job. Yeah, nice. getting that started. Yep. I'm gonna so. have to look this book up. I think you I, will. I, I I'm wanna, definitely intrigued by it. I kind of want to start a book club with you now that we have this. <laughs> we both can access these because I plan on getting the other book. I think I'm going to start doing this for the leadership piece of it. Okay. And I'm probably going to start leveraging this tool more and more and reading the books off of there that I have. So going okay. away from my bookshelf for some reason, but trying to help my goal, other goals down the line. So Absolutely. When was this book written? I believe 2003, 2004. I did not write down the exact year. Okay. But I believe it was around that time frame, early 2000s. Okay. Did you find oh. it? Look, it's on eBay for $2.51. <laughs> you going to buy it? I'm thinking about it. <laughs> well, while you buy that, I'll go move on to my next goal. Um, <laughs> That's the next so... one you've been working on. The next one I've been working on is getting myself set up to learn to play a song on the guitar. Oh, okay. Uh, over the past couple of days, I've actually bought some equipment for the guitar to start nice. getting it back up into shape. Uh, the first couple of things were a Snark tuner, best-selling tuner, very digital. I'm showing these guys nice. now what it looks like. Uh, yeah, just clip it on, and it'll tell me what the string is, registering yep. it so I can get it right. I did buy a pack of 24 picks. So I can play the guitar, actually. Okay. So. Nice. And I did buy some guitar strings. Okay. And they are neon color. Oh. Uh, oh I'm a little that. disappointed because I opened the package, and they're not all different colors because I thought I could hack it that way where I could have yep. one string be one. Yeah, right, do it that right. way. It looks like they're going to be two of the same colors. So it'll be red. I didn't look <laughs> at the other ones, but at least I have two reds right now. Yeah. So, But I'll make it work. I think it's that one's the third and the sixth string, so it's a little bit easier to decipher, but okay. still pretty good. What so are have you, yeah. changed, have you changed the strings on those since I sold it to you? Uh, I changed them once. Okay. When we first we tried to do a uh, play, uh, I guess when we tried to play live with each other or whatever, yeah. uh, or one time, and then I couldn't change the strings because I didn't know what I was doing, so. <laughs> Uh, I figured that out, and then we never we never had a jam session after that. That's, That's what true. the term I was looking for. So, That's but true. yeah. So, what song? To, what song do you are you looking to play? Do you have one picked out yet? I don't have one picked out. Uh, I don't want to do "Smoke on the Water" because I feel like that's a very basic, standard uh-huh. one to get yeah. into because it's an easy guitar line to play. Yeah. Uh, I may go back to You Shook Me All Night Long. I'm an ACDC fan. I thought that was easy to play at the time. There is a terrible, a little bit difficult part. Not terrible, but <laughs> picks up a little bit in the middle, obviously. But So, so I'm looking been, at those. Have you been practicing? 
I haven't been practicing. I wanted to get the right equipment gotcha. first so I could I do see. it. Yeah. But I will say, I'm guessing that one's probably going to be another live one once it's ready to go. Because I you, feel like you'll play the song. You play it live. I would have to play it live. Wow. I'll be practicing, obviously, leading up to it. And I'm not saying okay. it's the next time I do an epi- update episode, but I'll be practicing it up there, and I want to play it live okay. for the people. So now, follow up right. question to that: Go. Will you also be singing as well with your guitar playing, or perhaps do you need <laughs> somebody to sing for you? <laughs> Cody, could you do that? <laughs> you know, I I might sing. Uh, I already I told you guys I already moved around this microphone like I sing anyways. So I feel very Dave Grohl like where I'm bouncing up and down and kind of just like moving around the mic. But yeah. uh, so maybe I will sing. Who knows? Okay. I, I don't I'm think looking. anybody wants to hear that. I think it would tank the podcast. I but like it, I like it better than Moochie singing. So I agree with that. Yeah. Do you, do you think you'd be able to concentrate while like singing while playing, or would that take away from your guitar playing? I think it might take away from the guitar playing. To be honest, uh, I've tried it on Rock Band; it does not work well. So, um, <laughs> I, I think I'd have to pick one or the other. Right. So okay. it'd have to be the guitar playing, and so then gonna, once I master that, yeah. then I yeah. could probably sing do off both of it. Of them. Yeah. So I'm going to take that as an invitation then that you want me to sing for your performance. So I would, I would I, really I accept, hope not. I no. You know, I don't think I ever said those words, and I'm not going to say them now because you'll probably cut them together somehow. So <laughs> I'm going to purposely avoid saying it. And I forgot, is it a, a acoustic guitar or is it electric guitar that you have? Uh, it's electric. Okay. Nice. Do, 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 do. you have an amp? I have the old amp. I have no idea if it works, to be honest. Yeah. So I have to test. So that was the one thing I was going to say. If to test the amp, see if it works. Make sure I know I have the cable somewhere around here because mm-hmm. I brought it yeah. with the amp, obviously, when I moved over here. So as long as that works, I should be okay. I might get a new pair of noise-canceling headphones to play with because yeah. um, I did that before when I tried to learn. They worked very well, and I don't think my neighbors want to hear me practicing <laughs> probably at night when it's going to happen. So That's awesome, though, man. Well, Good yeah, start. I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to that one. I am too. I'm hoping that I can do a windmill and then possibly smash the guitar at the end of it. Who knows? There you go. Or I could do a Pete Moon and get some drums and load it with dynamite and blow it once it's done. There you go. Probably a bigger bang than AEW's show. Yeah, very, very (laughs) much a bigger bang than that. (laughs) And we won't have to sell it as much. Um, I'll probably be deaf after it. So, yeah, so we'll move on from that one. Um, I did want to say, though, I forgot one thing with the reading of the book. I did go to the library recently, and someone was throwing Stephen King books at me. I wasn't sure why until it hit me. Uh, it. I get it. I, get I like it. it. It's still bad. Yeah, you like I get that? It. Yeah. But, hey, it's pretty good. It's a good one. <laughs> I like how you, inter- you, you make them about the subject of it, so that's pretty cool. Good I job. try to tie it in. Because I like to drop it in. I will first admit that I did that wrong. I was supposed to do that right after right. we talked about the book, but I totally missed yeah. it. Um, but, yeah, so. But I, I tried to make it very to relevant to the topic. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So Wonderful. Yep, yeah. So let me, let me take a sip of coffee here, and then I'll get my next. Okay. Um, don't, so don't, a... don't pick it right. for a book of the month, man. It's... <laughs> It's like 1,300 pages. I was going to say, it's really big. And then, that's what she said. Uh, But then it's, 
but I think also I don't know if I want to be freaked out by it because I feel like it's a lot scarier in the book than it was the Tim Curry or the more recent version of it. Very much. I so. haven't watched. Yeah. I haven't watched any of those movies. Definitely yeah. worth a watch. I think. I I appreciated the movies, but I haven't yep. read the book, so I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I really yet. thought the movie was kind of funny. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know compared that... to compared to the book. It's just how I he think... was presented, but that, I... that's just me. Yeah, I think the Tim Curry movie was a lot funnier the second time. When I saw it when I was older, obviously when I was younger, I was a little more scared of it. But the yeah. Tim Curry version I enjoyed more as an adult from a more humorous aspect. Yeah. But I think they did a very good job with um, uh, Skarsgård, I believe is his last name, as it this one time around, Federation, this yeah. two times around. But yeah. is, is the clown name, is it Pennysworth? Pennywise. Pennywise, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to watch this. This probably should have been like one of my goals, but <laughs> maybe it'll just be something extra I do on the side here. <laughs> there you go. Why not? You can do it after the Godfather marathon when you watch that. That's true. That's true. Um I am looking forward to doing that one. Maybe I'll just make a whole whole weekend out of it. Movie weekend. Yep. I think so. Alright, uh on to the third one. Lose a hundred pounds. No weight update there. Um well there is a weight one. I did gain weight apparently since I last went to the doctor, so that wasn't good. Uh but it gives me a new baseline to start with. And it kicked my butt in the gear where I actually bought a DVD player, set up a TV downstairs and yep. turned a little corner of the basement into some sort of gym. Nice. I have a nice. decent sized mat down there. Uh and I'm tackling Pio and the Max 30 series from Beachbody. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so going to give those a try. And then I still have the old elliptical that I have that was kind of kind of not working properly. I tried fixing it up <laughs> a little bit, but it's still a little rough around the edges. So basically, steer clear of that one for a little bit. But yeah. so, yep. Uh, and then the final. Yeah, we're getting there. So starting off strong. And then nicer weather's coming out, so. You probably won't be outside more, walking more with your dog and yeah. running outside. Yeah, yeah, I've been walking Bailey at least once a day, uh, yep. unless things come into conflict with it, but at least once a day for yep. the past month or so. So, And the weather's getting really nice now, so I think it, uh, it'll nice. be fun. Yep. Very nice. Uh, and then the final goal update was I did start looking through the baseball cards. Oh, cool. I got through the 40 of them, or about 40 of them. And they were mostly Browns players, so they didn't really have much value. Um, oh, and that's not a dig because it was mostly like Tim Couch and like from the Tim Couch. Yeah, the first the first what season about, of Tim Couch. What about and Tim Couch like rookie card? That's not worth not, anything. Not it, the one I have is not worth anything. What about Phil Dawson? Do you have a Phil Dawson card in there? I haven't come across Phil Dawson yet. Um, Tim Couch tops one is forty seven bucks on eBay. I don't have is that it? one. You don't have that one? No. I'm, give me one second here. Yeah, it says forty-seven dollars, Mushy. Wow. So the ones that I found had value, I left in a pile. So there's a Browns one, uh, Joe Jones, who the card itself is not valuable, but it's misprinted. Okay. So it has what looks like an outline at the top of it, and then Uh it's further down on the card than what I've seen on eBay. So I think that means it's more valuable that way. Um, hmm. and I'll show you guys that real quick. See how it's kind of like off center a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yep. I do see that. It's like so I'm wondering. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's going to be worth anything. Uh, if I can find, track that down. There's a Dave Magda Dan, Don. Sorry, I'm from pronouncing his name wrong. 
but uh, from the Mets, this looks like it was about 1991 card. That seemed to have a little bit of value to it. I have a Sammy Sosa one that had a little bit of value to it. Oh, really? And, okay. Hmm. Yeah, it wasn't too much, but it was a Nestle series that was a little bit more. It went out in packs of Nestle ice cream, so okay. a little bit of value. Put. Not too much value, but. And then I have a Jim Jeffcoat Cowboys card that seems to have a, not a lot of value, but it's at least maybe $10, $10 or so. So. Yeah, have, cool. Have you ever seen the clip of uh, Joe Jones uh, sacking Terry Bradshaw, like, on his head? No, I have pretty, not pretty famous clip. Type it into YouTube. Uh, his his nickname was Joe Turkey Jones. And okay. he the the famous play, my dad always talks about it, and I've seen it on YouTube, is where he tackles uh, you know, he sacks Terry Bradshaw like <laughs> and he like lands it's pretty nasty looking. He lands on his head and he's like twitching and stuff on the ground. I mean Oh my god. It would be yeah, I mean like it would be like in today's football he would have been like that would have been like roughing the passer and probably would have been kicked out of football and everything for it now. I was, was going to say, he probably wouldn't be uh, on the field anymore. He was, no, uh, no, definitely not. Taking no. off. But, oh, my God. Yeah. I have to watch that. Yeah, give it a look. Give it a look. Um, <laughs> but how about uh, any Jack Hanahan cards? You no, know, not yet. No? Not yet. Uh, let me – where's that box at? Here, give me one second. Here. <laughs> So I have a box about, uh, I would say, a foot long, $5 foot long. Yeah. I still need uh, to go okay. through, plus the bin. So okay. once I get through those, then I'll So you went through 40 information. cards already? Is that what you're saying? So you have yeah, that. I went through about yeah. 40 of them so far, and most of them okay. are about $0.99, cents, something. Not yeah. not too much. So. All right. But yeah. a lot of interesting ones in there. At so. least that's, it's whatever somebody would pay you, too, so. You yeah. find a Jack Hanahan guy for some reason, you can charge him yep. twenty bucks or something for one. Well, I have one in our friends group, oh, so it's gonna charge saying. him twenty bucks for it. Even though you can go to eBay and buy it for a dollar. Yeah. You know, I have a ton of baseball cards up in the attic. Um I know I have a whole collection of Kenny Lofton cards. I think I have I think I have like over four hundred Kenny Lofton cards. Um wow. just him. yeah, just just Kenny Long, yeah. Just Kenny Lofton. I have like a binder. I think of a single player. That's the most I have. I also have a few binders of. I think I had. I started a Grady Sizemore collection. Yeah. Omar Vizquel, Jim Tomey. Mm. Um, okay. I mean, I have a ton of baseball cards. Most of my cards, they're. It's more quantity than it is quality. In, in terms of quali- by quality, I guess I mean the actual price of the card. Like, I don't have super expensive cards. There's just right. a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think I would be, I'm probably in the same boat. But it sounds like you went for just specific players, yes. obviously, ones that you loved and loved watching growing up. It's, that's accurate to say, right? Yeah, yeah. Those are the ones that I kind of focused in on more. I mean, I still have a ton of other cards that are not um, – I actually have, like, a big box. Um and I have it sorted by, like, Oakland Athletics, and I have all oh, okay. cards of Oakland Athletic oh, okay. players in there. I have them for each team. So I have, like, a big box of that, but definitely with a focus on, uh, you know, the Indians. But I have some cool I have some cool cards. Um, yeah, I think that would be a cool side yeah. pod- podcast, just going over yeah. all of our right. baseball cards. Yeah, and I think, I think that might – I agree with that. 
And I'll let you guys know ahead of time if you want to bring some cards for that podcast yeah. on that you think are cool. Because I'm, I'm definitely going to highlight the cooler cards. Because I want to find cool cards more than I want to find quantity. Obviously, the price tag ones would be great, but right. I want to find those. I want to find those cool uh, cards that I never thought I'd have, but right. I do have. Like I find that uh, Jones card from the Browns player kind of cool just because it's off center and it's not it's not your run of the mill type of card. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. not a professional. So I think that's pretty cool. Yep. Yep. That's All right. right. Yeah. Yeah, so those are my updates so far for uh, challenges or bucket list items that I have. Uh, so, yeah, uh, now it's time. It's time for the it's next time. One. We're feeling okay. cheesy today, guys. We're going to do it live. I'm going to try Limburger Cheese live here on the podcast. Yes. Uh, I was able to procure some. I cannot pronounce today. Procure some from a local supermarket. Uh, shout out to Wegmans. Prevalent <laughs> in parts unknown, Pennsylvania. I figured and, they would uh, have that. Yeah. They're the only store around this area that I knew had a cheese section large enough to accommodate Limburger cheese. <laughs> right. so. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, it's fun. So, you know, the reason I wanted to do this one, it's curiosity at this point. Dan hates <laughs> it. Uh, he says it tastes yep. like feet, smells like feet. Yep. So, now, obviously, I have to try it uh, to see if I feel the same way about it. And I guess I'm I'm jumping off the bridge that Moochie jumped off of with this. So So I I have a question for you before you get started here. So are you eating this cheese just straight up or are you putting it like in a sandwich or something like that? I'm going to eat it straight up. I feel like that's how you should do it first. I did find a new way of eating it online as well. Um, I think I wrote it down. If not, I can also tell you what I'm going to do with it, the new way to do it. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to eat it straight up. I think that's the the way to do it. I can't eat it with other things on it because that takes away from the taste and mm-hmm. the smell. And I okay. wouldn't be a professional cheese eater if I did that. So <laughs> and I'm not saying I am to begin with. Because the funny thing is, I don't eat cheese on a regular basis. If it's in something, like I love it in tacos, I'll, you know, if I'm cooking with it, I'll obviously eat it by the handful, but I don't go searching it out when I'm not using it. Oh, I do. Uh, <laughs> I've been dairy free for about two months now, but like a nighttime meal was just a block of cheese, cut it up, eat that. With or, some crackers? Or put uh, some pretzels or crackers, yeah. 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 But see, yep. I used to do that uh, when I was younger. I used to do that with sharp cheddar, cut a uh-huh. nice yep. slab off, mm-hmm. yep. eat that, fantastic. I used oh, yeah. to get some pepper jack in that. Yep. I do have a flaming cheese uh flaming jalapeno cheese type one wheel in my drawer right now in the fridge as well i'll have to show you guys that yeah but uh it was very good a little spicy a little bit of the spice uh but then again i don't eat it that often a little bit of the bubbly not inside the cheese that'd be weird (laughs) but (laughs) but yeah so it's curiosity really but before we get into that i wanted to get into some cheese type things because we need some content around me just eating cheese that doesn't make any sense (laughs) i'm just a fat guy eating something that's all this boils down to so let's get a little bit more context around it so i did want to ask you guys what do you guys think is the most expensive cheese in the world and of course this is according to wikipedia but what do you think is the most expensive cheese in the world just on price on for a wheel cheese like you mean uh, just a wheel. Uh, this one is per kilogram. So okay. hmm. I just want to 
well, let's do it by that unit. So what do you think is the most expensive keys? Probably the fanciest keys you know of off the top of your head. I would say Brie. Okay. Moochie? I am going to say... He's pulling it right off the uh, next He's looking it up here. right now. He's pulling it off the next part of this. M- Munster. <laughs> you picked the one, really. <laughs> the one cheese you can find in our supermarkets for maybe five bucks a pack. <laughs> well, I, you don't know. Mate. Listen, I'm, I'm, I don't claim to be a cheese extraordinaire here. Well, I'm glad not. Uh, <laughs> but it's neither, though. It's something called Pule, P-U-L-E. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Uh-huh. Uh, it's reportedly the world's most expensive cheese, fetching $600 per kilogram, and that's U.S. Wow. Uh, it's wow. so expensive because of the, its rarity. There are only 100 jennies in the land race of Balkan donkeys that are milked for this pule making, and it takes 25 liters or 6.6 gallons of milk to create one kilogram of cheese, wow. which is wow. 2.2 pounds. Who, who would pay money for this? Uh, people that really like donkey cheese. Uh, I'm not even going to make that joke. Um, so let's stop there. The next one. Um, so because this is a very notoriously stinky cheese of Limburger cheese, obviously. Yep. I asked you guys right before we jumped on. I gave you a list of the 10 stinkiest cheeses in the world. Reported by kickassfacts.com, which is a fantastic website if you ever want to take a look and gander. Uh, I gave you a list, 10 to 1. Yep. I wanted you guys to rank it, 10 being the least stinkiest, 1 being the most. And I'm going to have you guys guess. I'll read what do you think number 10 is. Yep. You guys would give me yours. I'll give you the actual one and then tell you a little bit more about that cheese. Sound fair? Yeah. Works yeah. for me. All right. Yeah. All right, so let's get cheesy. Number 10, guys, What's the of the top 10, what's the least stinkiest cheese on this list? Cody? My my guess was monster because I don't I don't think that has a stinkiness to it at least to me. Okay, Muji. I was gonna say the the Stilton. Okay. I mean that that one just sounds boring to me. Like you know, it's just <laughs> uh, I'm just eating some Stilton cheese. Like it doesn't sound anything crazy to me. Fair enough. Uh, it's neither of those. It's okay. actually the Taligio. The Taligio T A. Uh, sorry, T-A-L-E-G-G-I-O. It is a semi-soft wind or wash rind, smear-ripened Italian cheese named after Val Taligio. The cheese has a thin crust and strong aroma, but its flavor is comparatively mild with an unusually fruity tang. Hmm. So, huh. from there, number nine. What is your number nine stinkiest? Or least stinkiest, I guess. At least thinking you can go first, Mooch, on this one. Take your All right, there. for this one, I put the uh, the monster. You put monster. Oh. Yeah, Cody. That's a good guess. Um, I I actually lost my thing. So, <laughs> well, you've guessed uh, monster so far, so you have nine other choices. Um, I actually uh, remember is a stinking bishop. Stinking bishop. Uh, it was neither of those either. Uh, this one is actually the Stilton. So this oh, is your number 10 guess, Mookie. The Stilton? Just off. The Stilton. Uh, so it's produced in two varieties. The blue, which has had a penicillin roque forte added to generate a, charism- a characteristic smell and taste. And white, which has not. 
added that. Penicillin. <laughs> so, Moochie, if you didn't know, penicillin is made from mold. I'm allergic you, to penicillin. Did you not know that moldy mold is what makes penicillin? Yeah, well, well, I'm gonna stay away from this Stilton one. Well, you're gonna have to stay away from anything that's moldy. You're like moldy. how allergic? Well, I understand that. That's why you've been away from me for a year. But uh, what? What exactly, like, how severe uh, a reaction are we getting I, here? It was when I was a baby. I think I just had a rash or something, so. So it wasn't like you go into no. shock or anything like that? No. Okay. Not that I'm aware of, no. Okay, fair enough. I'd been concerned, because if you've been around some mold recently, <laughs> you could have some trouble, so. You know, they I, right. I used to have a lot of allergies, and they did that thing where they, like, put shots in your arm to see what you're allergic to, and my whole arm was, like, bumpy. Really? Not good. <laughs> I had like small allergy, uh, like allergies to everything, pretty much. Oh my god, that's not good. No. That's not good at all. So you should technically be in like a hazmat <laughs> suit or a bubble. Probably, oh boy. I yeah. probably should be. Yes, but fair enough. Uh, and, well, then your kids can chase you around the yard and you can play with them. Yeah, that's what a true. Way to, It'd be what a very way to fun. play with the kids. They can It'd kick your fun. ball and uh, you can roll down the hill. Yeah, that'd be nice. Stay, stay away from the fence because you deflate. <laughs> deflate. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Good point. Oh well. Huh. Just saying. It happens. So, if you guys want a treat, come to Parts Unknown and watch Dan's dog pull him <laughs> down the road in his bubble. That'll that'll be fantastic. Uh, so what what do you guys think is number eight on the list of stinkiest cheeses in the world by kick, kickassfacts.com? According to them, I put the Eposis. Okay. I think I'm saying that correctly. Eposis. Well, on my original list, I put that Taglio, but that one we already know is number 10. So well, you can't change it now. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, that's what I had. We obviously know. Well, I'm wrong. Okay. Out of curiosity, I marked it down as Taligio is what you picked. But yeah. out of curiosity, what you what do you think it is now? Um. It, I guess then I would go with the Camembert. Yeah, that's not right. Um, <laughs> is that was that pronunciation uh, on point there? Honestly, I don't know, hopefully, because that's probably how I'm going to pronounce it later. But uh, this one, number eight, was Stinking Bishop. Oh, wow. Wow. And really? this is this is only a washed rind cheese. That's all it is. I had a feeling that that label there was was a trick, and yeah. I, I definitely felt I definitely felt for it. Yeah, it, it tricked you a lot. Um, yeah, that, that happens sometimes, you know. <laughs> Uh, There's like, a lot of jokes I could make off of Stinking uh, Bishop, but I'm not going to go there right now. I'm, I'm very so you're going to go into the history of it, right? Because I'm very curious on how it got its name. Was it named after like a bishop who was stinky? To be honest, I could not find anything besides really? you know, it was a washed rind cheese. I couldn't find a lot of history on it. Um, maybe this but, maybe this this guy that this cheese is named after worked with this monk that you're reading. I well, mean, you know, let me let me look it up. Let me do it while, <laughs> live on here because I I didn't think we were going to get into the history of the cheeses. Um, but let me, let me do this real quick here. So, thinking Bishop. It's not even a person named Bishop. Uh, Charles Martel brought, uh, bought oh, up, up many okay. of the surviving cows and began to produce cheese from their milk, not initially for its own sake, but promote the interest of the breed. Since then, his own herd expanded to 25 cows and there was a rival. Interest in other farmers for increased total number of cows to 450. The relatively small size of the herd means that the cheese out of it is combined and pasteurized oh. milk uh, from another cat or cattle farm by, okay. and that's what so, it becomes. So there's no real name reason for that. Uh, so wait a minute. 
I'm scrolling down further on the Wikipedia page, and it says that the distinctive odor comes from the process with which the cheese is washed during its ripening. It is immersed in perry made from the local stinking bishop pear, oh, okay. from, which oh. cheese, from which the cheese gets its name. So that let, now we have to find out about the stinking bishop pear now. <laughs> I didn't realize this was going to cause a rabbit hole effect that we needed to go down. Okay. He's going down, folks. I don't. Should we stop him or let him go right now? Oh, wait think, a Cody? minute. There we go. Oh. The main name is actually a. Yeah, it's named after uh, the name Bishop after... Frederick Bishop, who owned after... the farm in the early 1800s. Presumably, the breeder of that pair. And was... Bishop. Yeah, and he was allegedly had an ugly temperament, so that's the reason why it was named after that. Okay. Fair it says enough. the maker of the bread relay story that Bishop got ang- angry at his kettle one day for not heating fast enough and retaliation shot it. Oh. So that's, that's the reason for for that name. Okay. Well, there you go, guys. Frederick Bishop. How about that? Well, look at that. There's something new every day. You do. And that was your history lesson on cheese. See, I wasn't <laughs> going to go down that path, but I, I opened it up for you guys. Does anybody talk about Frederick Bishop? Oh, he probably shot like himself this, off of a pan. I feel like this pan, man needs so to be no. talked about more. Why? Because he's shooting at pans? Yeah. No, because he's a legend. Without, <laughs> without Frederick Bishop, there is no no stinking Bishop pear. Then there's no stinking Bishop cheese. Uh, so until five minutes ago, you didn't even know this thing existed. <laughs> now he's a legend. Now he's a legend. Yeah. I think he, I think he's uh, belongs in the Hall of Fame of our podcast. This coming from the man that has very strict beer regulations on what he gives five stars to. He's taken a stinking bishop cheese from five minutes of obscurity before this, this and guy's brought a it luminary. to the forefront now. <laughs> this guy's a luminary. He belongs in the pantheon of of legends in our podcast. So um, he's a first ballot, hall, first ballot Hall of Famer. I didn't know I we had I didn't know we had legends on the podcast yet. Well, now you know. <laughs> Dan, for your reveal up or for your update episode, can you name what this pantheon of legends is? Sure, sure. Maybe I'll down the line I'll I'll reveal that list. Well, um, you have I think you have four weeks before we record yours. So. Okay. All right. All right. I'll have All it done right. by then. Okay. All right. Fair enough. But what Thinking going back to what we what we were here for originally? Um, what do you? <laughs> What do you think – before that stinking bishop, Frederick, took us down the wrong path here, what's the number seven stinkiest cheese according to kickassfacts.com? I have Stilton. 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 Okay. Dan? We're on number seven? Yeah. Yeah, I think I said that four times. Uh, I have the Commemorate. Okay. And you'd both be wrong. We're going to get one of these. You will. It's not this one because number seven is the star of today's show, Limburger. Oh, okay. So it's Limburger's number seven. I apologize. So it's not even the top top five stinkiness out of – Not even top five. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Number six. What do you guys think? I have the Rogue Fort. Wow. Okay. I actually guessed the same thing as Cody. Oh, you both guess Rogue Fort. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Well, by golly, you both got one right. Is that right? Wow. <laughs> Look at that. I've never even heard of it. Yep, no idea what it is. Yep. Uh, well, let me go. Let me describe this to you. Uh, the Roquefort is the cheese. The cheese itself is a white, tangy, crumbly, and slightly moist with a distinctive veins of blue cheese. It has a characteristic okay. and fragrance of flavor with a notable taste of butyric acid. The blue veins provide a sharp tang. It has no rind, and the exterior is edible and slightly salty. Hmm. Sounds pretty good. I yep. like blue cheese. Yeah, I do too. So uh, we'll get into the Limburger when we get to the actual section yeah. on Limburger. So. Sounds good. Uh, number five, what do you guys think? Uh, the Camerberts. I have the, the Bray de Mioux. Pretty sure that's pretty pretty accurate. Uh, how you say that? I would pronounce it Bray de Mox, and Mucci's correct. He's two for two right now. Wow, oh, two in a row here. So the Bray de Mox. I know my cheese. Apparently, is a well. You are Italian, so I would assume you have some some knowledge. That's of not it. a stereotype, but I feel like you have some <laughs> knowledge of it. Uh, but a soft, delicate white rind. The interior of the cheese is a straw yellow, creamy, and soft. So okay. Number four. I have the Pont Lefecourt or whatever it's. Pont Levec? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, I have to actually, learn French. Yeah. <laughs> and what actually, I, I too have the uh, Pont Levec. Well, you would both be wrong. Oh, so, Dan, the streak's over. This gosh, is the Epostis. The Epossus, uh, okay. E-P-O-I-S-S-E-S. And that is a pungent, soft-paste cow's milk cheese, smeared ripened, washed rind, washed in a brine, and Marc de Brogeny, the local province brandy. So it's uh, washed in brandy, basically. Okay. Really? You know, uh, going, all, going over all these cheeses, it's making me hungry for cheese. I might have to, I might have to try some of these. I'm not you sure know, if I'm going to like them, but... I don't know if I... Well, first of all, I don't know if I'm going to like Limburger, but there's some of them on here that I would like. Like, I think that Epossus might be a very nice... It's going to be pungent, but it might be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but there's a couple of them, so... Okay, number three. I had Limburger, so uh, I am incorrect. Oh. Uh, I actually had Limburger as well. Okay, obviously you both were incorrect. This is where Munster comes in. Really? Oh. So, and here's why. And apparently the Munster we get in stores here is not aged long enough. Okay. So, uh, I'm looking forward on my list here. Where'd you go? Huh, disappeared. That's oh, on the other one. It's pale in color, smooth in texture with an orange rind. But it has to be aged properly to get the pungent aroma. I believe I read it was around three months. It has to age before it gets that aroma okay. for Munster cheese. So that's what we get in stores is not obviously aged that long. Yeah, because I, I like really like Munster Monster cheese, so that makes sense. Yep. Gotcha. All right, so there's only two left. So what do you guys think? Number well, I already know I'm wrong on both of them. <laughs> okay, so what what did you put for number two? I put for number two the uh, – Esposis, asbestos, asbestos, one of those things. Uh, uh, asbestos is with A, B, not, not D. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, uh, I put. I mean, they probably taste about the same. I'm guessing. So. <laughs> I put Bray de Manol. Okay. So this one is the camembert, the camembert okay. cheese. That's a moist, soft, creamy, surface-ripened cow's milk cheese. That's obviously aged to its pungent perfection. So. Understood. Okay, uh, number one. Uh, the Teligio God. See, this is where I fell for the trick for the for the uh, stinking, stinking bishop. bishop. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, so, uh, shout Frederick out, shout out you. to Frederick. Shout out to Frederick there. <laughs> Frederick got you there. Uh, this one is the Point Levesque. So, so this that's guy, okay. that's number one. The rind is washed before aging with a brine solution, obviously. Uh, this gives a square-shaped cheese a much more pronounced flavor and a rustic farmyard aroma. So oh. for your awareness on that. Um, so Limburger, that's why we're here. I have a block sitting waiting for me to open up, and I'm going to do that live on the air. So. I'll have to go get that in a minute here, but let's go over some facts about it. Limburger cheese, uh, it reaches three months. Uh, the cheese produces its notorious smell around that three-month mark because of the bacterium used to ferment Limburger cheese and many smear-ripened cheeses. Dan, the reason for its bad smell is as follows. Once it reaches the three months, the cheese produces its smell with bacterium used to ferment it, obviously. This is... Brevi bacterium len linens, the same one found on human skin and partially responsible for body what? odor and particularly foot odors. Oh, my. Whoa. So it, the bacteria that grows on it is the same ones on your skin that produces the foot odor and That's why you smells, smells like foot. foot. Yeah. Okay. So you're really going to eat this then? Knowing that? Uh, yeah. I, got, I committed to it on a list. I got to do it now. <laughs> Uh, the so there was a question out there. Do you eat the rind? Uh, you can eat it; it's edible, uh, but it makes the flavor much stronger on the Limburger cheese. So the rind itself is not faint of heart, according to Wikipedia. So once you remove it, the source of the potent power in the cheese is actually quite delicate in flavor. Once you remove the rind, so it's the rind part of the cheese that makes it very potent and more along those dirty feet tasting right. aspects. Uh, the production of Limburger cheese mostly happens in Germany today. Uh, there's only one company in the U.S. that still makes it, and it's the Chalet Cheese Corporate, Corporate <laughs> Cooperative of Monroe, Wisconsin, obviously from Wisconsin because that is the cheese state. But yep. So they produce the lone... So it's a Limburger cheese within the United States. Huh, uh, I'm sure we could get some from Germany, but yeah. they produce they're the sole operation in the US. So that's some fun facts about Limburger cheese. But that's not why you're here. You guys are here for, to hear me actually taste yeah. this. Yeah, let's try it. So I'm gonna go get the cheese. You guys have you, some conversations. I hope you here. went to the store that you also got mouthwash for it as well. <laughs> There's mouthwash in the bathroom. Uh, I'm going to tough it out for the length of the podcast though. Oh, okay. I okay. use it, so I'll be right back. You guys converse. Okay. You said you said you had this before, Muji. Is that right? I did. Yes, I did have it at the uh, German festival uh, a few years ago. Now, when I got it, uh, 
it was an actual like sandwich. So I think it was pretty much just bread and the, like a big chunk of this Limburger cheese in between. Okay. Um, there was no meat on it. It was just the cheese. No, 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 there was no meat on it, just the cheese. So, okay. um, I don't think I was able to get through it. I think I took like one bite and <laughs> I think that was about, about all, enough. <laughs> That's it. That bad. So I'm <laughs> interested to see how far Jinx is going to get here. If he's going to be able to eat the whole, the whole bite, whatever portion, yeah, whatever yeah. portion he's, he's, uh, setting out here. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm scared for him. What did it, what did it taste like to you? Was the foot. Smell, was it the smell or the foot or the both. taste that it was both? Yeah, it was both. Both of them were equally Disgusting. repugnant. Now he's back. Oh, here he is. So I brought a Ziploc with me because this is immediately going into the bag once I cut it. I believe <laughs> uh, I haven't opened it yet either, so we're going to see what happens here. Okay, you're going to eat the whole block of cheese. God, no. So I just want to show you what... So it's a nice gold block. Uh-huh. That's a big chunk of cheese. It's a huge chunk. Uh, one ounce is 70 calories, so I need to work this off afterwards. Um, this was a product of Germany. So this is straight from Germany, imported by the Champagne uh North America in New Jersey. So, yeah. Uh, what's the stamp on this one? It's a Best Buy. I have two days to eat this, so that's good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Must be a hot seller. <laughs> <laughs> a very hot seller. Can you uh, imagine can you imagine what it is? Expired like, date. It's gonna taste yeah, can you, it's gonna taste bad enough now. Imagine it with an expired date. Well apparently I'm going to probably have to throw this out on the day we release this podcast because <laughs> that's when it goes back. It smells like a foot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm check. actually concerned about uh, not too big. Oh, that's a good size. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You're, not, you're not a fan of that smell already, huh? So I'm not a big fan of my feet when I smell them. Uh, <laughs> they're disgusting. So yeah, that's a and it's an end piece too. So I'm gonna get. I don't know how I'm cutting off this rind. Oh, you should just go for it. Well, I am, but I want to try it first without the rind on it, because I feel like I want to get what the flavor should be. Are you nervous? A little bit. I mean, at this point, what the hell? But uh, I've already cut it. I've already cut it, so we'll see what happens here. Oh, boy. And this, this first taste is without the rind. I will try it with the rind. But right now, without the rind. Thank God I'm single and don't have to kiss anybody after this. So. <laughs> What do you think? So without the rind, uh huh, it's not bad. What? Okay. This this was it's not kind of the a, reaction I was expecting. It's kind of a mozzarella, like a more pungent no mozzarella. It's not a mozzarella, but it's more. I kind of liken it to that in like the way a way of without cheese. the rind. It's like a softer cheese. It's more delicate. There's not no <laughs> profound uh, effects to it. So I'll try it with the. Uh, this is not how I remember when I had it. Well, I don't know how you had it, so. It's 
same or a little bit different? A little bit different. There's th- that flavor's in there. That aroma. Yeah, there it the is. Foot, the foot flavor? It's coming back at the end. It's an aftertaste. It's not pungent, but it's there. Yeah, I can taste it now. I, that's all I taste right now is that yeah, foot. Just, thing. Think, about it. Just that. think about that. The bacteria that's on your foot is now in your mouth. Pretty much. I mean, pretty much. That's, bit, that's I mean, what I'm saying, basically. Sometimes you put your foot in your mouth. That's all I'm saying. There we go. <laughs> so what are you good? Like, could you eat the rest of it, like, without the rind and put on, like, make a grilled cheese or something like that with it? I'm, n- I'm not going to lie. If you cut off the rind, I think you yeah, could do yeah. something with it. Yeah. It would be fine. Are you, are you going to eat the rest of this? I, I only have two days, so I'm not going to eat all of it, probably. Uh, but I'm going to find ways to eat it. There is one way out there that's more commonly done is you put the put put it on bread, obviously, and then yep. you have a red onion with it, and then you can do, uh, they said spicy mustard or sweet spicy mustard, okay. and it'll taste good with it. Yeah, I, so while you, were, while you were getting the cheese, I was telling Cody that mine was like a sandwich. Um, okay. I don't remember there being onions in it. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. It was a few years ago, so I could be wrong, but I definitely remember it was like a sandwich, and... Um, I was only able to get through one bite of it, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it does say on the packaging itself that it should be stored at a maximum of 39 degrees. So if you got it at the German Fest, my guess is it was probably (laughs) more than 39 degrees than what it should have been. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if I cut off the rind, I could eat it. Okay. I don't don't think there would be a problem with me eating it. It's the rind that's the issue, and that gave that aftertaste. So, Mochi, I think when you had it, they left the rind on it. So. Yeah, maybe, or maybe I just had a more potent. Maybe mine came straight from, straight off the plane from Germany. Uh, maybe it did. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Or it was maybe. past its due date. One of the two. <laughs> Best. Uh, could have been. Could have been. You never know. Uh, so if I'm gonna rate this cheese, without the rind, I think it's uh, maybe a six, seven okay. out of ten. All right. Uh, wow. If with the rind, it's about a two, negative two. <laughs> okay. Uh, so with the rind, the worst like cheese you ever had then? One of the worst, yeah. I think. But I think it's because of that taste. When you're tasting things, it's always the smell too, right? That That's plays right. with yep. it. So yep. you have yes. that interpretation. You have that bias. Yep. So eating it, it just sat there. And Now, it's a delicate cheese. I I think it would be a good cheese without the rind, so you'd have to cut it off if I'm going to make huh. a recommendation off of it. So There we go. There you go. Wow. We got one wow. thing accomplished. One that? thing has been accomplished. Look at that, guys. One We're down. off and rolling here. One 39 down. To go. Thirty-nine to go. Uh, yeah. Good job, and, Jinx. Yeah. Man, that still that smells a lot. Should I see if my dog will eat it? Probably not. Really. <laughs> Passing. She doesn't know what to make of it. Yeah, so that's not a good sign for cheese. Yeah, we're not going to give it to her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I won't put you through that. Um, so, yeah. So, one down. There we go. That's wow. the podcast today, guys. Uh, so, we did a goal. Uh, wow. Oh, I guess, how do I feel? You know, I think I, I think this was a mod- mod- uh, pretty good success, wasn't it? You could accomplish oh, it didn't, and you tried it. I didn't, I, didn't so. I didn't I didn't die. Uh, so, I think we're good. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a little bit harder for you to find the cheese, but... Um... I, I but thought yeah, so, and I guess you know Danny Wegman came in big for me here. Hey, he's the the king of uh, grocery stores. 
he, he, he is. Runs, he runs an empire. He runs an empire in two states? Or is <laughs> yeah. it three? Is it tri state? Oh, they're all over. I think they've they? expanded yeah. a little bit. Yeah. They're in New York City. They're down in. Um, I think they're in Boston. Boston my, yeah. Oh, are they in Boston? My brother, yeah, my okay. brother, I think, went to the grand opening in Boston. Oh, okay. So they're. He works in New Jersey. Yeah, they're all okay, over. Okay, so they're in at least four states. Yeah. So. Yeah, nice. they're, we'll they're expanding, but yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm glad you yeah. accomplished one of your things. At least uh, got one done, huh? Yeah, got one. Got the, probably the easiest as long <laughs> as I could find it. So, uh, but on the right path, baby steps to win. So that's all right. Go. It gets the ball rolling. It does. Uh, yeah. So, any other final questions about this cheese before I retire it to its home back in my Not fridge? Not at all. I I thought I this guess was it, very. Go ahead. I was going to say, I thought that this was very informative. Um, the The goal did go easier than I thought it would. Um, but I thought going through all those cheeses, you know, those 10 cheeses that we talked about was uh, was nice. Um, I'm glad we kind of discovered a, a legend, uh, you know, um, Frederick Bishop. So um, he's in our hearts. Uh, just an update. My dog is now licking my fingers that I had the cheese in. So oh, she must like it. Hold on. She's eating it. Let's see what happens. Nope. What? Huh? Please don't get sick. Yeah, that's, Poor that's dog. what I'm thinking. Yeah, she's barely eating it. Yep. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Nice job. Good job, Bailey. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Cool. So that's it. I tried Lumberger cheese. Wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Um, Moochie was disappointed in that, I think. So... <laughs> A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> And, yeah, you got to hear a few updates on some other goals, so I hope to keep rolling here between now and my next update. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so next episode, it's Cody's updates. So oh, yeah. we're going to get a little bit of in, a little bit of outs. Cody, anything uh, big you want to share without getting into too much detail because we gotta got to leave the hook in there. <laughs> no, definitely so. been working on a few of them. Um, nothing completed yet, but one's pretty close. So um, hopefully over the next two weeks here I'll be able to finish that one up and uh, try to have the guys quiz me a little bit, I think. Um, so um, we'll see how that goes, but yeah, working towards them. Oh, I think I know which one this is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Very so nice. you need to you need to let us know if you do accomplish it ahead of time, so we can prepare a quiz. That's right. Yeah, that sounds mm. good to me. All right. Okay. Okay. Nice. So with that. Uh, that's it. Let's wrap up before we jump into our celebrity guest appearance this week, uh, provided by Dan Mochi and uh, somehow our budget for our podcast. Okay, calm down, dog. You're not getting any cheese. Um, <laughs> we're on Facebook, uh, Twitter, 40 Year Dash. That is 4-0 Year Dash. We are also on the Gram, the Instagram for those hip young cats out there. Uh, rate, review, subscribe to our podcast. We're on iTunes, Anchor, Google, um, Spotify, we're on, we're all over the place. Virtually everywhere you can get podcasts right now, we are on. Uh, any last parting words as we move on from this cheesy, cheesy day? No, I guess uh, did we put the Twitter poll out there? I think I saw you did that. Uh, who won that? I know we didn't uh, get tons of votes, but who ended up the first tally winner? So right now, uh, Dan was in the lead from what I've seen so far. Okay. So Dan has won. No surprise. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure he voted for himself on Twitter. Yeah, I think that's so, probably. Yeah, that probably did. I think we need to institute that rule. You cannot vote for <laughs> yourself. 
Uh, but yeah, Dan won the first round of voting. So all right, good job, Dan. But yeah, that's uh, that's all I can think of, guys. Let's uh, hear who who we booked this week, Moochie. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see who uh, who's available. Who's available? You didn't book anybody. What a terrible host. Oh wow! You know, guys. You know, we only have a limited budget. <laughs> we can't go spending around getting all these B-list celebrities. You want to bring in the big guns. You want to bring in the big guys, the people who make the cheddar. So with that, let me just say that this is near and dear to my heart. This joke that I'm about to tell you. What is Peter Pan's favorite restaurant what is it wendy's of course oh, oh yeah. my god perhaps you've seen that. my work in hook the live singing performance that i did wowie wowie a few years ago i was hoping for a better reaction to this joke that joke wasn't even a joke. That was just terrible. Yeah, that was not good. I'm thinking you guys may not understand the joke. You see, Peter Pan, he had a love interest, and her name happened to be Wendy. I, There's a I, restaurant called Wendy's. Yeah, I understood this joke like a moth is attracted to a light. <laughs> do, so do you, I think I picked up on it very well. Do you not like hamburgers? Do you not I, like French fries? But that is a terrible thing to ask a fat person. Do you not person. like Frosties? You know, I haven't had a Frosty in about five years. So. Glad we're you know, to... if you're so interested, I think I've found a recipe on how to make your own homemade Frosties. Is it take ice cream out of the container and put in a... <laughs> Up. I don't want to spoil this <laughs> surprise. <laughs> Dan, also, um, only, you only know four people. I thought you had a wider repertoire of I, nothing rest. against Listen, Mr. Walken. I am very happy to have him back. Listen, I appreciate it. I don't want to use all my bullets all at once here. You have to. You have to save some. There's Christopher Walken has a lot to offer right now. Well, I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just I, I thought he had more in the bag there. Yeah, that's all right. We'll see we, next week. We have a we have a long way to go here, Jinx. Do we? We have we have, we have 40 goals to accomplish. <laughs> we have seven years. We have to get we have to get there yeah. slowly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We have to stretch out the, uh, <laughs> the material and that, that stuff. You know. Touche. Uh, Touche. We'll, we'll age it like this uh, fine oh, lumberger cheese that's going on here. Great way to wrap it back up. Yeah, wrap it up in a nice uh, nice rind, uh, and then we'll uh, put it in a brine to uh, wash for a little while. There we go. Nice. All right, beautiful. So I think with that, we bid the adieu. Uh, we will see you next time for Cody's uh, updates of his 40 goals. So with that, farewell. So long. I'm not singing the rest of this song. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
Pen.